money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. So I am again this morning glad you are ready to talk money. Yes, and talk about, yeah, hard issues, but practical stuff. Practical stuff. Today's a practical day, man. It is the month of change. Mm -hmm. We're in January and change has been on our docket. Uh, Can I say docket? Is that the right word? Anyways, change has been on our docket uh, for the last couple of weeks and it's going to continue. We're going to talk to, we have been talking about changes in all kinds of ways. Yeah, last week we talked um, with Bev Frankish and Ray from Compass Canada and how that small group study about money really changed their lives great and, story. and how accountability and being in a group of people can help that so change in our if finances. If you miss that show. Yeah, go back and listen. That's great. You can find it on chri.ca. You can find it on morethanenough.ca. You can download the podcast on iTunes. Uh, just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and you can find us there. So today we have a very special guest, someone who's been on the show again. Yes. Welcome to the show, Krista. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Great. So happy new year. <laughs> happy new year as well. <laughs> Good. So Krista, Krista is the, the primary broker in the mortgage brokerage that uh, more than enough funds our mortgage brokerage through and she's the expert. So if I have a mortgage question as an expert, I go to Krista. So welcome <laughs> Krista. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> How long have you actually been in this business? I've been brokering 15 years. Wow. And uh, prior to brokering, I was on the lender side. So lots of mortgage fun and knowledge. Yes. So, and as you probably all guessed, you who are listening, um, we're going to be talking mortgages and what's been happening and the changes happening in the mortgage industry with regulations. Um, But in a minute. So as always, um, we try and keep with the idea of reading some, um, some biblical principles. And again, I don't have one directly related to money, but I have... You've got one about mortgages though, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't is there a verse <laughs> about mortgages in the I don't Bible? Know. I'll have to look for that you and, will have and to, find yeah. that anyway, out. Yeah, I'm, off the top of my head, I don't think I've, I've read any <laughs> scripture about... Lending debt. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, we got yeah. those. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Just well, just to throw this in, you know what the word mortgage translates to. Well, you better tell Krista, us. Krista, do you, do you know this? I'm putting you on the spot. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so it, it originally was a French word, and if we pull the French apart, mort engage well mort means death death pledge so a mortgage is really a death pledge and we're just going to leave it there this morning we're not no comments interesting little fun fact from david okay well the verses that i picked actually are to encourage us because um there are changes happening that the canadian government is 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 kind of tightening regulations on the mortgage lending side and it it really is for our benefit um, economically, I think. Um, but there are these verses in Isaiah, and I have just come to love this book because, um, uh, I, there, for one, I love how he writes. 
I just love his words. And if anyone knows me, I'm just a word person, and I love beautiful language. Um, but this passage is from Isaiah 43, and I've really been thinking on it. So if any of you want to go and read this passage, Isaiah 43 and 44 are beautiful passages about how God has chosen his people to be his witnesses and to see how he um, comes in and changes lives. And this uh, verse is – it. It starts in verse 16. I'm going to start there. Uh, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse and the army and the power. Um, don't Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen, this people I have formed for myself, for they're going to declare my praise. And the the reason I picked it is because he's talking about doing a new thing. And he's sometimes when we see God at work in our lives or in the case of what we're going to talk about this morning, there's a new change that's happened that that is we're forced to make changes um, because of the regulations. And sometimes there are changes that happen, but we have to trust that God's doing a new thing in it. And he's doing it to bring um, what we see as a wilderness. He's going to bring rivers there or a desert. He's going to bring water there. So even though these things that we talk about today might be hard for people. Um, initially, you know, they come to you and you say, well, actually, it's changed now and you have to do it different. They may be thinking, oh, no, I'm in this desert wasteland. But when we go to the scripture, it tells us that we can always trust God to make make a way and that we can trust him and help us even in these financial things. So that's why I I thought you were going to pick a verse about, you know, obeying the government. uh, (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So my bad. Sorry about that. (laughs) I'm sure they can go find those verses. I'm sure. There have been significant, we're going to focus in on the mortgage industry and lending. And, and again, one of the, there's so much emotion and heart around uh, buying a house. Right. I mean, this is a not only is it the biggest investment that we make uh, as most families when we think of it as an investment, but it's also something that is emotion. We look for the house where we want to live. We look for the neighborhood we want to be in, the school where our kids are going to. I mean, we're we're creating a community. So this house just isn't about. Isn't about. It's not just a financial thing. Would you agree? Like, there's a whole bunch of other issues around when buying a place. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's falling in love with the property, it's falling in love with the neighborhood. It's um thinking about making it your forever safe haven. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of emotional involvement in purchasing your home. Yeah. Pretty pretty and that's something that, you know, for for Kristen and I, we keep pretty you know, we keep that in mind because we, you know, we essentially help people buy Lots and lots of homes, and and sometimes I catch myself where I'm going. Okay, it's just another transaction. I'm just trying to, in a sense, see if I can get the financing in place and recognizing. Well, wait a minute. These are people's lives. They're 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 falling in love with yeah. with the home, and you know that's a good place to to start and keep from. Yeah. So there have been some changes in the regulations in the industry. So Krista, can you take us back a little bit back a couple of years because there's been really 
two major changes, uh, I would say, legislatively in the, in the past couple of years? So the first round of changes, um, we all had to adjust back in the fall of 2016. So the first wave of changes what was we, where we had to, um, sorry, we targeted first-time homebuyers. Um, mm-hmm. So the government made changes to the qualification rules and introduced a stress test. So... Not to stress people out, but the stress <laughs> test <laughs> um, was primarily for first-time home buyers or anybody looking to purchase a home with less than twenty percent down. So this piece of market, these people needed to qualify to uh, purchase based on a higher qualifying interest rate, um, which is two percent higher. So what that did was it um, first-time home buyers were kind of pushed into uh, possibly qualifying into a lower price bracket mm-hmm. or looked at, um, they had to look at qualifying maybe for condos or townhomes um, if they couldn't afford uh, a, a single family dwelling. A single family dwelling, that's right. Right, or, or it's, you know, okay, I'm going to wait a little bit longer, get a little more down payment, although 20% is a pretty big stretch. If you've got 5% down as a first-time home buyer, you might have been saving for a number of years and thought, all right, I got my 5%, I got, you know, I'm ready to buy, and then you find out that you really can't buy in the market or in the neighborhood where the houses that you like are because they're just priced out of the, the price range. Yeah, but looking at looking back, it was um, it was a big adjustment to go through qualifying people at higher interest rates. But we are experiencing an increasing rate environment, so really, it's it's making um, forcing people to be more financially prepared to be able to accommodate and handle the fluctuations in the rate environment that we're seeing now that 2018 has uh, arrived. So you mean with the interest rate going up? Is that what you mean? Sure, yeah. right? And and Krista, I mean, if we take the 30-year, you know, going back a little <laughs> more historically, and over the last at least 10 years, there's been this rate environment that says every time I go to renew my mortgage, every year that goes by, the rate is lower and lower and lower and lower. Yeah. And 2017, 2016, uh, you know, those those years, the government's basically saying, listen, we're not sure when the rate is going to start on the upswing, but we do know that those people that are qualifying for five-year mm-hmm. mortgages, you know, we're thinking in that five-year window, need to be able to, to know that they can afford the increase if they get to the end of five years and now their interest rate is doubled from what they actually right. qualified for five years ago. Okay. That's a pretty significant um Adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. We call we 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 call that. Uh, there, there's all kinds of, of words, but you know when you that's just price shock. It's sticker shock, right? It's yep. it's payment shock. All kinds of things that we we say when we do that, and that's that's pretty significant. Did you see many people that you had to send away and say, "Okay, come back again um, when you're a little more prepared"? Like, did that surprise people? Or yeah, it. Um it doesn't i think it forces people to be you have to be more prepared you need to do your due diligence and you need to focus on saving up enough money for a down payment 
in the past years, it was easy to buy a home, but now it's it's becoming a little bit more challenging and you need to do your due diligence to save up your down payment, be prepared for your legal fees. So it is getting tougher. Hmm. Can I ask a question that like, I'm just coming in from someone who doesn't know and maybe there's someone out there. What does those <clears throat> that first time home buyer CMHC you know how, mm-hmm. like when we bought our first home a gazillion years ago, like we went through them and we didn't have to have much of a down payment. Does that still exist? It does still exist. And, and the reality, what it's, what it's for, it's to help Canadians um, achieve home ownership sooner. So it's giving Canadians the opportunity to purchase a home with as little as 5% down. So that does still exist. Okay. So how does that, how did the rate that happened in 2016 affect that? Did it? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Um, it didn't affect it, but you still had to qualify based on a higher. Right. That's you okay. still had to that qualify the using okay. the stress test. Okay. Yeah. That's so it, you know, essentially, you know, if pre twenty sixteen, and I'll just use some numbers, if you could qualify for a mortgage of two hundred thousand um, pre twenty sixteen, the legislation comes in, and now I can only qualify for a mortgage of one seventy five. Right. Okay. Well, now, where does that extra 25000 come from? Well, okay. it comes from your down payment or you wait or you buy less house, right? Okay. I mean, essentially, those were the uh, – and that's those are not accurate numbers, by the way. Just, that's just yeah. an example. <laughs> or you might need to look in different markets. You might have to move outside of the city. Mm-hmm. So there's um, – it, it can make you look out – sorry, look outside the mar- market. You can – you might have to – request a co-signer in order to qualify to buy a property in the city now. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So. And that's, and this is all to make sure that we're not in over our heads, basically. That's, that's right. Yeah. And in 2016, going back to, to what you were saying, Krista, it's that specifically was targeted to those people that don't have 20% as a down payment. Yes. And so that, that was the market and that was the, the, the target market that, that the legislation was addressing. There's been changes since. So wave two was just introduced January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody now has to qualify using the same stress test. So what that means is if you're purchasing a home and you're putting 20% down, you will need to qualify based on 2% over the contract rate. So like first-time home buyers, like your buyers without 20% down, you need to qualify at a higher qualifying rate. So essentially, whether you're purchasing a home or you might be refinancing your home, you still need to qualify at that higher benchmark rate. So that's um, that was just introduced, and that will have a big impact on... Mm. Canadians. So essentially, the, you know, the 2016 targeted mm-hmm. the, the first-time home buyer, the less than 20% down purchases, 2018 gets everybody else. That's right. You know, and essentially, so no matter if you, everybody. it affects everybody else uh, in terms of qualifying on the higher higher rate. So it affects people buying. Okay. So you're purchasing. Um, it affects people refinancing. Now, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, it doesn't have an impact on you yet. Um, so it's just focusing on purchases and refinances at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So if you currently have a mortgage, then you still, you still, you know, it's not like, oh, we're going to pull the mortgage and I got to find another place. There, there's definitely options there and it doesn't affect you that way. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
because that would be that would be scary for lots of people i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, your offices would be getting a lot of phone calls yeah. and, and we are getting a lot of phone calls but it's not all doom and gloom either um as a mortgage broker so what we're talking about is a stress test for um, federal regulatory bodies right so right. your your banks um there's still a solution if you working with a mortgage broker. We have other lenders who still they don't necessarily have to fit under that mold, so you don't have to qualify based on that stress test. So we have um, access to credit unions that don't follow right. the same rules because they're provincially regulated. So there's solutions there. There's options there, and it, now it, it, now is the time, and it's more important than ever than to deal with a mortgage broker, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So somebody to help navigate through all these changes Mm -hmm. um, to to determine where your financing is going to fit the best. So just a reminder, a mortgage broker does what that uh, if you went to a bank wouldn't, just to remind people. So, yeah, and, and I'll jump in there, Krista. I mean, a mortgage broker, as Krista just said, has access to 30, sometimes 35, 40, depends on the broker, but has access to a significant more number of, of lenders. And each of those lenders, um, you know, they all have their little niches. They all have their little, little things that make them unique. And so it gives us the ability to really personalize your financing of your home. So where the house is and what demographic, if it's got land and property and, and all of these things, different lenders have, have different niches and, and, and okay. in a sense, lending capability in those things. And so that's, you come to a broker and you come to one place um, and we do the shopping, we do the searching uh, for you. And just you. as you said, now with these regulations, you, but you do have. There are other options mm-hmm. if a if a client of yours thinks, "Oh man, I'm I'm going to be stuck." You, there are other options, and coming to you guys would be a good option place Ab- to start. Absolutely, because it will be harder to get a mortgage in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be harder to qualify. It's going to be harder to fit within your price range. So mm-hmm. th- there so, will be challenges. So it would. So people might be surprised that when they come, they have a down payment, but they might qualify only for less house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that may move them, like you said, demographically. Because we know we we live outside the city. We live forty five minutes out, and we've uh, sometimes thought about you know we've looked at houses closer, and we're like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just it's that much more cost. And when we're a single income family, really. Um, uh, we're wishing our kids would leave faster, but you know. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Let, every, let it be said now. Dad wants them all to stay. Mom wants them all gone. So. No, anyway, but I mean, those are realities for our family. So, I mean, all of us are going through it. I, I think, and I want to pick up on the comment you made, Krista, about it's not all doom and gloom. Because, you know, there certainly are some some good reasons for the legislation. There's some good reasons. We always we always are pushed back a little bit. Anytime we get legislated and regulated, you know, you, 
these are the rules and you have to abide by them and, and it affects us. Uh, but there are, there are lots of good reasons why these rules have come into place. Um, and, and, you know, and, and we talk so much in, in the other shows just about, you know, just cash flow stress even. And, and mm-hmm. this really does address that saying, well, we're looking ahead and anticipating that the rates going in the, in the next five to 10 years are going to be higher than they are now. And we want the Canadian, and I'm speaking from the government standpoint, but saying, you know, we, the government wants the, the Canadian family to be better equipped on, on just even a cash flow standpoint to say you really can't have your mortgage payment at 60% of your your net income coming in the house. That doesn't bode well for the Canadian family. Um, and so that's that's certainly part of the, the, the way the, the rules get uh, introduced to us, but recognizing that, yeah, there's some, some good things. Um, Do you think this is going to put a ha- help Canadians, like overall, we're going to get a handle on our debt. Will this help us do that? Like, I mean, I guess you're, I'm expecting you to be a prophet about the future, but. Uh. In some cases, I think it will help. Um, in other cases, I still, in my opinion, still believe that they're focusing on the wrong debt. Okay. Um, not being uh, should we've be ta- we've unsecured talked about debt. The, yes, yes, we've talked about this before yeah. uh, on a show. So you can go back and listen because Krista was here talking about that. I think it's also going to keep people in their houses longer because they're not, it's going to be harder to qualify. So it's more difficult to move. It's going to be more difficult to upgrade your home or renovate your home because Mm -hmm. you might not be qualifying for for what's needed. Right. You can't just put it on your mortgage if you're going back and wanting a renovation. Exactly. So it's going to be, um, I don't know, softening. It will soften the market. Mm -hmm. It will reduce the transactions. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and there's all kinds of spin-off, right? I mean, again, this the you, you don't want to read too many of the prophetic type uh, articles saying, you know, okay, well the 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 market, the housing market here in Ottawa is going to be depressed because people aren't going to be able to sell their houses for as much because people can't qualify for right. those purchases. Right. All of those yeah, things. Yeah, and the spin-offs you we don't really know. You you don't really know how it will roll out. I've, ha- I've there- said it a number of times. We are we are living in an environment now on multiple levels where it really is just an economic experiment that That's we're, right. we're part of. <laughs> and you know, we we've just added January first another ingredient into that experiment and now everybody stands back and, and essentially goes okay let's see how this <laughs> is going to play out yeah. right because nobody really knows no right? that's just it yeah so uh, i think uh you know and again i'm going to pick up on what you said about uh you know focusing on the wrong debt or focusing on the 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 unsecured versus the investment debt and and that's a pretty mm-hmm. significant um, piece of the puzzle and we know that you know this is going to affect or slow down the Canadian family consolidating and and rolling debt and unsecured in. debt again is like that consumer debt we talk mm-hmm. about like mm-hmm. that stuff on our credit cards or like that is that what that is that's right okay so that that again is going to slow that down, and and again the spinoff of that is is that well shoot I, I I can't consolidate anymore. How do I deal with this debt that I am carrying? But, but you know what we talk about here, and I know I think we almost may fa- 
we say it every show. We have this acronym that says um, financial awareness creates empowerment, that you have to face your finances. And in our offices, we see some people come in in desperate situations and are forced to face their financial story like they've never had to before. And and if they're courageous enough and patient enough and persevere, it's it's an awesome thing because they turn their money story around. They they see, oh man, I can't. So in some ways, this is one piece to for people to for, you know. If you're saying, you know what, you can't get as much house as you wanted, so you need to rethink your life and your finances. And if people are willing to do it, I think that's an exciting part. Yeah. Because because then they're owning because I I think one of the reasons we I mean we went with this show this topic was because of what's happened change change <laughs> we right change. We, you're, we're forced <laughs> to make changes because something from the outside is is making us mm-hmm. you know you could lose your job you could get sick you know there are things that from the outside that make us change our financial story and what we're doing with our money and it doesn't feel good i mean who wants to get tighter who wants to not go out for dinners who you know we all live with a certain expectation of how we want to live and how our society presents itself and it's not easy to cut back or make changes or to face it because we want we want to live a certain lifestyle or maybe be perceived as living a certain lifestyle and all of those things, I think, you know, I think that's a good part of what we've been talking about today, um, that maybe it will get individuals to really to own that what we've talked about in other shows that that debt to income ratio that's so high right now. Yeah, it's going to affect the debt to income ratio, I think, and in, in just in terms of, uh, you know, again, part part of that uh, Canadian family being able to 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 live here in North America and, and in specifically in Ottawa where we are and, and say, you know what, this is the standard of living that I want to, I want to achieve and seeing that go. So Carla, I want to come back to you on that. Um, Krista. Sorry. Krista. I know she has okay, sister. sister in the office, Carla and Krista. Can you see our pain? And <laughs> we both our, work in mortgages and we look alike. It's <laughs> yeah, true. I think I've got you straight now though. I yeah. hope. I, I definitely have them straight. I, I don't know where that anyway, came from. Not but, it happens every day. <laughs> so, 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 you know, we're coming to the end of the show though and 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 in a sense um you've made some comments just about um what what can a person who's who's either has a mortgage or or is thinking about buying what are some of the things practically that that you can say this is what we need to do to prepare in this new environment with these new regulations so there there's certain things that you give advice on that yeah, I think we need to be more proactive start having the conversations earlier um don't wait for your bank to reach out for renewals. Let's talk about this sooner. Um, get you prepared for what to expect. Get you qualified for the rates based on today because they are increasing. So now's the time to be proactive and not reactive. That's a good one. I think that's yeah. super. Like I think that just the options that are available to people when they are proactive and do it a little bit sooner are there's a lot more options than i you know my renewal is coming in two weeks and well guess what there's not a lot of options here based on that so yeah yeah. so speak to your experts um we have some great advice don't do this alone don't speak Mm -hmm. to your lenders directly Mm -hmm. um we can guide you yeah yeah and that's uh and i'll end with that is, is as a broker 
we have access to that. We can do the shopping. We know the legislation. And we we know the rules. We know the lenders. Um, we, you don't have to shop uh, and travel from bank to bank to bank. You just come to a broker and and uh, that. Yeah, and, and I will say sometimes it takes start talking at home about it because you some of you maybe as you listen aren't talking together about about where your finances are. I just know. Well, you know, couples are in trouble, families are in trouble. But if you can have the courage to talk to one another and then go together to see um, a mortgage broker or whom, mm-hmm. whomever you choose, but someone who can can help you navigate through it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice, Rebecca. There you go. I'm just, go. I'm just thinking of those couples <laughs> who have a hard time talking about money. All right. Well, why don't you pray for us? Because, you know, that's what it is. And then we'll wrap up. Um, Father, I thank you uh, for bringing Krista to us this morning. And I pray that um, anyone who's listened this morning will just um, have the courage and be be encouraged that there are answers and uh for their financial stories and where they find themselves in this, especially in regards to their homes, which we said was such, it's such an emotional and financial thing to, to have a home and care for it. So Lord, we just ask for your wisdom to be over us as we navigate these things uh, in our nation today. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. Well, if you want to re-listen to this show, then you can certainly get that on morethanenough.ca, chri.ca. And and of course, we're on iTunes. Uh, Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.